Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. says that all of creation is eagerly awaiting the return of the Lord Jesus Christ my question is are you are you eagerly awaiting his return see if we understand how much he loves us then yes there's an excitement about him coming back if we understand that all these issues that I deal with they'll be finally completely done away with they'll be set aside there won't be any more pain no more crying Today, Pastor Robert asks, how eager are you for Jesus' return? The Bible tells us all of creation is eagerly awaiting the return of Christ. But if you realize you're not anticipating His arrival, then you have your focus in the wrong place. We will spend eternity with God, so why waste your time and focus on the things of this world? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. But the reality is, if you're living in a manner that, that's in conflict with God's perfect plan for His creation, do you understand that that God's perfect plan for his creation will be realized? It will be realized. None of us is big enough to interfere with that. All of humanity put together over all of, crea- all of, uh, over all of human history, we're not big enough to interfere with that. God's perfect plan for his creation will be realized. And those who are in or have been in conflict with it, they're just gonna be eliminated. That's the message. He loves us so much that, that he stepped into it to, to help us out. To, it's like, okay, you, you're, you're a mess, but I can fix that. You have issues, but I can deal with those. Let me love you, and I will. And those who say no, he leaves the freedom for that. But it means that eventually you'll be eliminated. You see, being one of his children, being alive in him, having, having him put his spirit inside you and, and make you alive, it, it enables you to stop living in disharmony with his plan. It enables you to now begin living a life that's in sync with what he's doing, what he intends to do, not just in you, but in, the, in everything. James 4.4 book of James chapter 4 verse 4 says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now think about this and apply it in our circumstances. Again, if you find yourself generally in agreement with all of your friends and neighbors who don't know the Lord, you got a real problem. 
because according to this, and just according to what we know, God is not in agreement with our friends and neighbors who don't know him. Not a, a, there's a, there are a lot of things about which he's not in agreement with them. He says it's this way. They say it should be that way. He says love is this, and they say no, love is that. There's so many things where there's a disconnect. Now, who's right? Well, he is. This is, this is all his. He's right. He's right. He's the one who's accurate about it all. And the fact that, that they're, you know, missing some points here is, well, he wants to change that. But meanwhile, you need to come to grips with it. You need to come to grips with it. He loves you so much. He doesn't want you to position yourself against him. You know, my kids were, when they were little, they often thought they should have the right to eat candy for dinner. You know, who wants spinach when you can have lollipops, you know? But, but I said no to that. No, you're going to have to eat your vegetables. Sorry. Maybe if you eat your vegetables, then we'll talk about something sweet. And then the whole thing about brushing their teeth. You know, they hated that. They didn't want to brush their teeth. They didn't like doing that at all. But I made them do it. Now, was that because I hated them? Of course not. Of course not. It's because I love them. We understand that, right? I mean, we understand. It's like if you love your kids, then there's certain things that they're not going to like that you're going to have to enforce, like homework, going to school on a beautiful sunny day. You know, it's like, who would want to do that? But there are things we do because we, we love them. Well, your Father in heaven loves you. He proved it. He sent Jesus to die on a cross to pay for our freedom because he loves us. He's not holding out on us. He's not trying to hold back anything. And if your attitudes and beliefs are generally in harmony with the society around you, a society which is rejecting the scriptures today more than ever, a society which is establishing standards which conflict with the clear statements of God's word, God says, you're, you're lining up against me. Why would you do that? I mean, how foolish. We don't want to do that. Going back to Hebrews chapter 9, and I'm bringing it to a conclusion here, but it says, as, is, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Now that's the third point. The same one who offered himself in payment for our sin, the Bible says he's coming back. He's coming back. He's returning the second time to redeem those, that final redemption of those whose lives have been given to him and to judge those who rejected him. Like I said a few minutes ago, those who insist on living out of sync with his plan, he will eliminate at the end of the age. Why would he do that? Well, because there's, there's, there's this long period of, of time when people have the ability to choose. Like, I love you, let me love you. Please, just let me love you. And people say, no, I, no, I'm good. And he says that that's just not going to work long term. That's evil. And all evil 
will one day be eliminated. And don't we sometimes ask, why doesn't he just, I mean, you know, why does he let rapists and all these people get away with, with stuff? And, and, and we think that we ourselves, I mean, certainly, you know, because again, we're not sinners. I mean, no, 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 they're, they're acting on their imperfection in an extreme way, but we all act on our imperfection. At one point, Jesus made the point that we're all evil. All of us. We just don't like to admit it. Some of us have been forgiven and he's changing us. And the Bible says at the end of the age, he will complete that transformation. We will be perfected. And those who have rejected that process, who have rejected that opportunity, will be discarded. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 says, Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. You know, the Bible says that all of creation is eagerly awaiting the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. My question is, are you? Are you eagerly awaiting his return? See, if we understand how much he loves us, then yes, there's an excitement about him coming back. If we understand that all these issues that I deal with, they'll be finally completely done away with. They'll be set aside. There won't be any more pain, no more crying. There won't be any more of that. None of that. None of those things that are the consequence of my sin, things that are really and truly, they're, they're a manifestation of death. They're going to be gone. And I'm excited. Are you excited about that? Some of you are, some of you aren't. Now, I remember a time in my own life where I considered myself a Christian. I'd grown up going to church. I got baptized when I was about 12. And, you know, if you had asked me, yes, Jesus is the Lord of my life. I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven when I die. And inside I'm thinking, man, I hope so. And, you know, the famous little cliche, hope is not a plan. Hope is not a plan. No. But, but see, right now today, you can settle it. You can make that decision. Okay, I acknowledge it. You're God. I'm not. You're right. I have issues. I need you. I need you. Will you change me? Will you help me? If you really want that, the Bible says he wants it more than you do. He proved it on a cross 2,000 years ago. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we, talk, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together, um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and, and get to know. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, mainthingradio.com. 
Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for tuning in. Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.